0: What's up, what's up? Back with another edition of Tigers Untapped. Uh, Head over to BluffCityMedia.co. Bluff City and IL were official partners with the Coaching for Literacy, a nonprofit organization using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. You can read more about them at CoachingForLiteracy.org or follow them on social media at CoachingForLiteracy.com. Your subscription to Bluff City NIL is 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together. Thank you for supporting Memphis Tigers student-athletes and helping promote the monumental cause of childhood literacy. Welcome to Tigers Untapped, a Bluff City Media podcast. Stepping up to the microphone are your hosts, TJ Willis and Trey Lasley. Pull up your chair, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show. TJ,
1: my man, how's it going? Can't complain, my man. I, uh...
0: We we do not plan this, folks. This just happens. We right? showed up, and I last second I just said, "You know what? I'm gonna rock the gray side." I don't know why. You got the blue side. We're like a an Oreo. I'm the filling. This is like a cookie. I got the ode to Malco. I need Malco back. Shout out Malco. I think we're in that. I, I, get, think, it, I think this we're in was. That time. Uh, I think this was Amani's. I don't know if I should be wearing it. No, it's good. All to right. Go, first man. things first. Tell the folks what we got tonight. Hey, look at this. Look at the koozie I grabbed. Shout out to our our buddy big big friend of the program, Juan Saylor. It's from his 30th birthday several years hmm. back. This is uh crosstown traffic. It's rated R. I don't know if you, you could to hear, hear the I don't know if you could hear that, but I, it almost uh it almost fizzed on me. It almost exploded. Traffic IPA from the, the good folks down across town. Hmm. it's crisp and it's loud. I feel like the, the first sip's always a bit much. You know what I mean?
1: It is. It just, just hits you right in the face, man. That's all I like about it. There We go.
0: There we go. All right, Teej. We had a hoops ball game on uh Saturday. At the form pulled it out. The pirates were in town. Um, was not a pretty first half I mean you started out you started out strong I think you got up uh you know I was looking at it you got up 14 to eight just over nine minutes left and then TJ I don't know if you noticed this but uh East Carolina then proceeded to hit their next seven well I don't they weren't all technically right in a row but their next seven made baskets were all threes it's wild. It was unreal. That, they were seven of fourteen in the first half from three. One of the worst shooting uh, three-point percentage teams in the country, and we were making them. Just, I mean, they were the everybody out there was splashing on us. Isn't that kind of like, I don't know, the it keeps happening the trend the last couple of games. Yeah, Tulane's not. I mean, they're not a great three-point shooting team, and they were they were knocking down threes. I think that's an over, like a that's an
1: understatement of that really like they were they're awful outside of playing us and then yeah, all of a sudden I mean, we're
0: talking nearly we play, they're <laughs> over 250 in the country
1: yeah i in that wild like, I, it didn't even make sense i don't even know how to put it into words honestly
0: because mean, it really what is, a lot of it is late rotations it's late closeouts. you're giving i mean they're at the collegiate level you give them a wide i mean not every time you're gonna hit a wide open three but if they're wide open you get a good look like you're not going to miss a ton of those, right? So a lot of it's that. But, yeah, I don't know. They ended up 9 to 28, 32%. So it came back down. I mentioned they made seven threes in the first half in a row. Mm -hmm. And then I think came out in the second half and missed like seven straight in a a row. row. (laughs) So, um, you know, we opened up basically the second half with that. 22 zip zip went on a 22 0 run. I think that's the second highest run they were saying in the last like 20 years that the Tigers have had. So, seems impressive. Part of that too is like, and uh, Alo mentioned it, he said Chandler was the the big uh, rah rah halftime speech guy, which was good to see, good to hear. I guess we weren't in the locker room, would have loved to seen it, but we weren't in there. Um, but part of me is like, it, granted thankfully too that it didn't happen with the last five minutes you know six minutes to go in the game but it's like oh, why can't you come out with that energy I'm not saying go on a 22 to zip run at the start of every game right but like why does it take somebody coming in at half you guys being down almost 10 I think we were down eight seven and a half got down 11 at one point I think like why does it take that into go into halftime and chew into each other, like come out with that intensity.
1: Yeah. I think it's, it's been a weird year overall. Like I think the obvious leaders of the team, DeAndre Kendrick. So when you hear someone like Chandler Lawson, you know, he is relatively new to the team. It's his second year with the team, but he's not a young guy, you know, he, he's up there in age. So he has some of that leadership characteristics. So it's actually kind of nice for me to hear that. Just because that's someone else who's stepping up and trying to become that leader for a team. And even if it's only a halftime, you know, speech, something small like that. I actually I, I really like hearing that.
0: Yeah. Um I mean, you say it's a weird year. A lot of it has just been since Bama. I mean, leading up and I mean the Bama game, I guess, wasn't wasn't great. You gave up 91, yeah. but since that game. I think if you look at different metrics obviously but T-Rank or BarTorvic mm-hmm. like we're sub 100th in defensive efficiency. So something I don't know what's gone on. I don't know if it's communication wise, you know Kendrick and DeAndre talked about it the other day in availability is like Penny's asked them to be more vocal on that end of the floor. Um but something it's like a switch has flipped and all of a sudden like <laughs> we're getting into these back and forth scoring battles like I mean, just looking at it, we've given up 91, gave up 79, 86, 96. Thankfully, I mean, the other night, East Carolina didn't didn't hit 60 to 59, so a little bit better performance yeah. there. But um, is there anything that you see defensively that's just like sticking out as to what's going on? No, I, I think you kind of touched on it. I think the
1: late closeout has been kind of the biggest dagger to us from the three point stand, I mean, literally teams are just dropping them left or right. When you play Alabama, it is what it is. Like, you know, you, you can chalk up a lot of those just because Alabama is Alabama, but when it's Tulane, when it's UCA or ECU, you don't really
0: have that type right. of excuse. That's that's execution. Right. And part of it too is like, and you saw this in the South Florida game and, uh, you know, Elliot Perry used to say a confidence is key, right? You give a team like that mm-hmm. that you're supposed to you're a double digit favorite at home, you let them hit a couple of shots, they get confident, like that's what happens. You allow yeah. them to stick around, then they start really thinking, like, hey, we can we can pull this off. We They're can playing with a lot we of confidence. Like, I mean, that's why you just you gotta in that that type of game, you need that twenty two nothing run, like set the yeah. tone early, right off the bat, or at least in the first half, right? Like don't let them build up any sort of confidence and, and let them feel like they can, or they belong in that in that game. Sure. But, uh, um, I mean, it wasn't, again, not terrible when we shoved 48% from the field. It was a bad three-point game. Again, yeah. only two. He's 2 of 13, 15%. Not a great night from the free throw line, 11 of 17, 65%. Um, I mean, you were able, you out-rebounded him. You had more assists, more steals. You were able to turn them over, I mean, three times, times their season average. I think they came in averaging like eight turnovers a game, maybe right at nine. And uh, you turned them over 22 times. So like two times their their typical average. I think they had more in the uh, – oh, I'm thinking Tulane. Tulane was who turns it over nine times. Might be. No, you turn them over a lot. That's good. I only had 14 yourself, right? We've talked about that before. You knock down a couple of threes, you keep the turnovers down. You should win most of the games you're playing. Um score perspective. Who'd you say was going to be player of the game, Kendrick? 34 yeah, minutes. Kendrick. dude, O of six from three. What is yeah, going he, on? He is ice cold, man. He's just lost I, it. I, I, I don't understand that line. Some people were speculating, and I've I mean, we've I've talked about it, but some people was like, is it because of the effort required to play defense now that it, but he's like even coming right out the gate, he's missing them. Like the first shot of the game, the, his first shots of the game. He's sub 30, uh, he's 28% from yes, three. 28%. I was
1: just looking it up.
0: No, I just don't get I, it. I mean, he can't, he cannot buy a three.
1: Yeah, he's just ice cold, man. I think it is what it is. And as long as it heats up, when it matters, then, you know, I'll I'll let it go, right? ECU, you don't need Kendrick hitting six threes to, to be able to win that game. Oh, absolutely. You shouldn't, absolutely. at least. Yeah. So, as and long you as, don't. you know, yeah, when you play Houston or something like that, like, you know, they seem to play up to competition and also down to competition. So, when we're playing Houston or even against UCF coming up, um, trying to think of who else, really those – Two teams, you really need him. If he can hit two or three, I mean that's yeah, it doesn't have incredible to be
0: five of six or anything like no, that. But just no, give, no, me no, give me two. Give me two out of four, two out of five. Um, but he was six of twenty, so again, not a great mm-hmm. shooting night. Two yep. or three from the free throw line, 14 points, six assists, three steals. Did have five turnovers, so you'd like to see that cut down. Um, I think TJ said something about Alex having a, a trip dub and
1: I don't, know if well. cons-
0: I don't know if you consider this trip dub watch, but 7 points, 7 steals, and 6 assists. We were getting there. He had, I think, his 6th sixth, his sixth and 7th steal pretty early, too, with a lot of time yeah. left. So, Big game out of DeAndre. 19-4. Didn't foul out, which was impressive. Was able to stay on the floor the whole time. You're muted. I don't know why this always happens. You're you are muted. I'm not. I'm not actually talking. I was just (laughs) messaging. No,
1: saying Kendrick and DeAndre, you know, they typically get all of the attention and the praise. But Alex seven six and seven is that's insane. Like if you can get that from him, obviously, if you can get seven steals from anybody, that's incredible. But I, I think seven and six is, you know, I'll take seven points instead of the double digits that we've kind of been asking from Alex uh, for six assists any day because it's facilitating leading to baskets. It's just, I'll take that for sure. Any day.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's seven points on two or three shooting, right? Yeah. Like he's coming out his last, at least these last five games shooting 67, six, 43, 56, 67. Like he's playing pretty good ball. Just get to the stripe, man. Yeah. Got to get to the free throw line. Um, All right, anything else from East Carolina that uh, sticks out before we travel down to uh, Orlando? Mm, The only thing I I think that, and it
1: kind of plays into what we're going to talk about with UCF, I imagine, uh, is they kind of survived ECU game based off community rebounding. And what I mean by that is like um, no one had a substantial Amount of rebounds. I think there were like five or six guys with four rebounds each, which doesn't sound like a lot, but yeah. they managed just, just everybody rebounds did. right there. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, your entire team had four rebounds Chandler, four DeAndre, four Elijah, four Demaria, four Jonathan Lawson, Jonathan, four, four. Keontae, yeah. four. I mean, and that's fine. That's 32. You Absolutely. have 32 boards. That's... Alex had one, Kendrick had two. And K.O. had two in limited minutes. like, yeah, you don't have to have a DeAndre getting 11 boards if everybody's kind of hitting the glass. So yeah. good to see that. All right, um, Wednesday, tonight, this comes out Wednesday morning, to Orlando, um, UCF, kind of a little bit of the surprise of the conference, I would say, as of date. They are For sure. um, currently in the net. They're second in the conference, so Houston is number one in the net. UCF thirty-six in the net. We're currently sitting at fifty-eight. So a quad one. I mean, right now at least, it feels like a pretty solid. They would stay there as long as they're kind of yeah. continuing this direction. So a quad one opportunity on the road um, tomorrow night, six p.m. Central Time in Orlando. Ken Palms got it at a. Let me see. I know UCF a UCF win. 62 percent chance four point game it's got a UCF one in 69 65. that's probably what although I feel like the line typically falls in 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 part with uh with Kim I would say it's probably going to be about a three and a half four and a half point line maybe not because there was some news today by the uh Golden Knights beat writer. According to coach Johnny Dawkins, the Knights, I don't now. This isn't official yet. He just said he does not expect Darius Johnson to play, who is their second leading scorer, scores 12 points a game, leads the team in assist at just over four, and then also leads the team in steals. So would be a pretty big piece. He's averaging 31 Definitely. minutes a game. Um, so behind, behind Taylor Hendricks, I mean who's their stud freshman they've had 69210 get out of Fort Lauderdale leads the team in in scoring 14 and a half almost seven boards one and a half assist uh if they're without uh Johnson you know that's an opportunity for uh for Memphis to to pull off a, a dub on the road with the uh, the Knights not having one of their their two best players
1: yeah, absolutely i this is scheduled that's not meant for many big wins in the conference and this is definitely one of them uh, this is probably what I think we agreed one of
0: four I think you have I think you got three left yeah and, I mean yeah you got this one and then both essentially both Houston. both Houston games I mean you can look at it and say you know does Cincinnati's at 100 could they pull off a you know, could if they upset a Houston somehow, maybe win at UCF? Could they jump up and get into that top seventy-five? Maybe, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't. I wouldn't bank on it. I mean, since he's a, a team that's got two quad three losses already, they're zero and four in quad one. I mean, I would say these, yeah, two Houston in this one are are your, really your last opportunities, which you're going to need, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Kind of where we stand as it looks right now, as far as net and bracketology-wise. Uh, but um, big opportunity tonight in Orlando. Um, you know, especially, like we said, if Johnson's not uh, not out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, an opportunity, I, th- I think, Tigers defensively, if they can turn them over, you know, they're up – over 300th in the country in turnover percentage they turn it over almost 21 times 21 percent of the their possession so um you force turnovers and keep them off the offensive glass we just talked about it rebounding everybody's crashing boards yeah. you're not giving them second chance opportunities i mean i i think you've you've got a, a solid shot of getting out of there with a uh with the win tomorrow night now the thing to keep an eye on they are, they're they're Shooting almost 36% from three. So we've talked about it. And this has been with, you know, a couple of teams recently that are not great shooting three pointers. Um, And with Darius, he was, he's not a great three point shooter. So who does that bring? Is that somebody else off the bench that they're going to be bringing in that maybe doesn't get as much run, but shoots it at a higher percentage? Quite possibly. Right. Like you're going to have to defend the three and prevent them from getting offensive rebounds for sure. Yeah,
1: and that's the one thing that worries me, right? Is they shoot decently well from 3 and they're really good at rebounding and you know, as we talked about it, call it whatever you want, community rebounding, team effort, whatever. You're going to need guys to to have four and five each like that cuz you know, as good as DeAndre can be, it's not realistic to ask him to you know, put up 10 boards or anything like yeah. that. He's not he's playing out of position. I think we can all agree on he's not a real center. Um so asking him to bang down low with big guys, it, it's just unrealistic, I
0: think. So. Yeah. So Johnson missed their game against SMU the other day, and it looks like Brandon Suggs, who I think he transferred from East Carolina. 6'6 senior, it looks like he's kind of stepped in and taken the majority of those minutes, at least in that game. Played 27 the other night against SMU. Um, He is shooting 55% from three on the year. Yeah, that's a little misleading. Obviously, that's going to be inflated, right? How many attempts does he (laughs) he have? Um, But, hey, he can at least knock down uh, one of two. Yeah, I,
1: coming from a team that would love someone to hit one of two, uh, yeah, I, I would take that. That'd be nice.
0: He's 6 of 11. That's a little bit like J-Law's been. six. Yeah. I mean, not bad. And that's probably just because of, you know, with Johnson out there, he's not sure. averaging a ton of minutes, I don't think. I mean, 20-ish, that's fine. But uh, he cannot – just to say, I mean, that's a guy right there. If he's got an open three – He's probably going to take it and probably he's going to hit it. Right. Yeah. So you got to rotate. You got to communicate. You got to close out on that guy. Right. Fun
1: fun fact on Darius Johnson, his nickname is Mewtwo. Go figure.
0: Mewtwo? Mewtwo. Why? Well, spell that. No, don't. You're not the best at spelling. Never mind. Don't spell it. M-E-W. Excuse me. I'm an
1: incredible speller. M-E-W-T-W-O. Okay, Drake.
0: One time, yeah, <sighs> one time. All right, Teach. What uh, what's your key to to pulling out a dub tonight in Orlando? Being competitive on the glass, I, I think that
1: and trying to defend the three point line as well as you can. I I think that Run can them really be the, the three point line. Yeah, I don't. I will forever and ever and ever not understand why we go underneath screens. Personally, I'd much rather them hit that. Someone will be close to the basket, right? Challenge them to get close
0: to the basket. and Yeah. I mean, know. they're not a great two-point percentage team. They're 215th in the country, less than 50% from inside the three. So, yeah, if you run them off the three-point line, make them drive, put up a wild shot and get the board, get out and go. Um, yeah, I think it's defend the three and get rebounds. Like you said, do doesn't have to be – I mean, it could yeah. be one guy. If it's DeAndre and going to grab every board tomorrow night, that's fine. But a team effort. Right, just keep guys off the glass, box them out, limit the second chance opportunities. Um, I'll say this: I don't feel great, even with Johnson not playing. I do not feel great. But I'm almost—I was kind of—I've kind of been this way the last couple of years with the football team. But we're one in three on the road this season, and uh, Mm -hmm. it just. I don't know. I gotta see it to believe it first.
1: I'll say this. The Tigers have been really good at scoring. This is one thing, by the way. It's just it's gonna sound like a venting session now. With the ever-changing rotation, it was gonna be shorten it, then it's play it longer. You hear things like play Demaria more, play uh Elijah McCadden more, play County Kennedy more, and it's all based off stats that they put up at their previous schools. Scoring is not an issue. I think Penny needs to just run the scoring through uh, Kendrick, run it through DeAndre and pretty much anyone else who can score is just in buckets at that point. Scoring has not been the issue. I think we could, we've talked about it last episode. If I told you, you know, we're going to score seven games in a row in the 80s. We're winning all seven of those. So I think we mutually agreed on that.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, what come happened out, we've to the defense coming into the year? It was offensively what's you know, that's going to be the limitation to this team is offense. Yeah, you got Kendrick, but when people close in on him and DeAndre, like who's scoring? But like you said, I mean, we're averaging probably 88 points a game in the last like seven games, it's defensively. I mean, what has happened? You got to get back to your defense, the first half of the year defensive effort. Yeah.
1: I think if you're looking for a silver lining against this UCF team, that for all intents and purposes should probably beat you. I know that doesn't sound good to Tiger fans, but the things that they do Even without CJ Walker and Darius
0: Johnson, they should beat us, you
1: think? CJ Walker, former five-star, bro.
0: Yeah, but he's out Uh, of the year. Without not those not. two guys, you just think you see us, them anyway? They're a better team than us. It's not that I think they're a better team.
1: I I don't think many people, many teams on Memphis's schedule are better than them. Outside of like, I will say Houston looks unbelievable. Alabama looked great. I I don't think Memphis should lose to many of these. And I think you and I talked about that. I think we said like four. I don't even remember what our our record was, but it's already been trashed just based off how things are going. Memphis should beat a majority of the teams on their roster or on their schedule, and they sh- they probably will. But you don't you will not have any business playing it so close. What was it the score? A ten point win against East Carolina. That is a quad four team. It's a quad four win.
0: Is that right? And you're winning about ten. Like, ugh. you said it though. I mean on? they they play up to their competition. They play down. I know, but why? Why is that? I don't know. They like to make every game exciting. Freaking bury them. Why are we I playing? Know. No, I agree with you. That's Italy why our, with South our, Florida. That's why our freaking net is plummeting. I just. I don't. mean, I would. We'll get to it in a second. But all right, give me a prediction. You think we win or lose on on or tonight, tomorrow night? I will say this.
1: Memphis will lose, and it'll lose by five. And I think that's probably being nice.
0: TJ, that's absurd.
1: We've lost Trey. This is a one-man podcast now. Welcome everyone to the TJ podcast. Trey is out of the scene. Sorry,
0: my uh, my computer. I needed the 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 cord wasn't plugged all the way in. All right, you picked what do loss. you loss. Yeah, I kind of. Don't you dare say a loss after you just came at me like that. I know. I think we win. I think there's an asterisk by it though without Johnson playing. I mean, I don't care. It's not metric wise there's no yeah, just get the dub. Whether he's there or not, right? Just just get the dub. But uh I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be a, a freaking uh nearly nearly kill me kind of game yeah I just want an easy one just give me a good comfortable one you know what I mean like I'm gonna yeah. go uh, I'm gonna go they pull we win by like five let's say five let's go Seventy-one, sixty-six. what I said we would lose by five and you come back they're gonna win by five well I'm gonna be honest I didn't hear a whole lot of your pick because I was You're crawling taking on the floor trying to plug my computer in but yeah, we'll go a 10 point difference. You say lose by five, I'll say win by five. That's fine. Uh what was your score? I'm sorry, I missed that.
1: 71-66.
0: This is a big um, This is a big week. Two road games. That was this huge. Is big, big for uh resume. I will say
1: we lose by five. But I don't think it's gonna be as high scoring as some of the other games have been. So naturally it'll be hella high scoring. Um I will say 7165 Tigers loss.
0: Well that's still kind six of high scoring points. Oh okay. You basically yeah, I picked point. the same exact so, score that I picked except for I said 7166.
1: So that's seventy-one sixty-six. This is my final.
0: Actually. That is literally that's a score that I okay. That's fine. We both picked the same exact score. One it's of us. It's a has wicked Memphis web 20. we weave, Trey. One of us has Memphis losing. Look. Um. All right, then is. bring back Malco. Ah, oh, we need him back bad. We do need him back. I don't Tell think what, he's not back think this, this week,
1: though. I didn't think this would become a Malcolm Dandridge fan podcast, but here we are.
0: I mean, we just need his size in the middle, yo. You know what I mean? I do know He's what you a mean, force. He's been a force down there. He actually has been playing incredible basketball this year. All right, on to Philly on Sunday. Temple Sucks, uh, what uh, say? They, yes, but they also <laughs> have... <laughs> I did actually get a read on them. They are capable. I will say that. Um, Sunday, 2 o'clock in Philly. They are currently 136 in kinpom and 168 in the net, which is, that is not, not good, good at all. I mean, that is not – I think that is – is that quad 4? It's actually quad no, it's five. On a road it's a new maybe. category. I know. Dude, if we had lost to South Florida at home, it should have gone down as a quad five loss. And the first in history. I will, um, I will say this. They have a dude who quad 3 i I'm worried. I know. I saw that. Uh, Quad three road game. But like you said, I mean, they, they're a weird, weird ball club. They are... Yeah. What is it? Five and five in quad three, yeah. and three and two in quad four. But they're one and zero in quad one wins. They they're one and only quad one game against Rutgers. They won. They pulled it off, which was semi. Some some sites counted it as a semi road game. So yeah, like we said, they are capable. Um Obviously. Talked about it. Beat Rutgers. They beat Villanova, Nova, which isn't—I mean, blue bloodish program. But this year they're not very good. They're eight and eight. Yeah. I mean, I, I think still like a top seventy-five team. So that's a decent win. It sure. was at home. Um, they beat VCU by ten. We, obviously, nice. had a common opponent there. Beat East Carolina by two. Beat Cincy at home. Beat South Florida by four on the road. Lost to Tulane. Like we lost. They played Vandy. They lost at home. Did they play Vandy? Yeah, they lost by two. Yeah, you're right. And every time. And then they just beat Tulsa by four, which is killing me because they were up by 14 and a half, and I took them minus 12 and a half at halftime. So uh, I hope that we beat them by 107 points on Sunday. Yeah, I respect that.
1: They're just not good. Like I don't know when you look at the stats, you're like, okay, okay, well, that guy seems good. And then you look at the rest and you're like, never mind. They're not they're not good. They're just yeah,
0: not they're good. not. I mean, they're 125th offensively, 151 defensively. They turn the ball over a lot. Um dig that. They don't really shoot great from three. They're about like us. They're okay from two, pretty good from free throw. Gotta keep them off the line. Um. Other than that, I mean, yeah. There's I mean, this no is a game business. you should win, right? Yes. I mean, you should be a seven, eight point favorite. I would say probably. Kim Palm's got us at a seventy percent chance to win in a six fourteen point victory. Hmm? That's a four. You should be a fourteen point favorite. It's not going to be that high. It's on the road. It it's tough to win college basketball games. I'd say it's going to be around six, seven, probably. Uh, but I, you should win by 10. 9-10. Get it up there.
1: It should be more than that, but, you know, it is what it is. It's just not good, dude. And I know saying it's not, they're not good, dude, is not. That actually is a stat. It, it's it's right here on the sheet I'm looking at. It just says they're not good.
0: Yeah. So I mean, they got, a, they got two guys. Stat. Really kind of three, but <laughs> what? We, have two. we um, have two guys. I mean, but our two guys are much better than, than their two guys. Our two guys are better than your two guys. Uh, Khalif battle a couple of six, six guards. Khalif battle sophomore guards, actually. And Damian Dunn, um, uh, average Khalif averages 18, three, one assist. Dunn, 14 and a half, almost four boards, two and a half assist. Um, So if you can come out trying to make some of these other scrubs beat you, um, I think you're in for a you're in for a maybe that one could be comfortable. You steal a you steal a win in Orlando tomorrow tomorrow or tonight if you guys are listening on Wednesday, and then you have a comfortable nice uh, end of the road road win on Sunday. Say Khalif shoots shoots the ball pretty well from three though. 3 yeah. point shooters worry the crap out. Of even if they're not they don't shoot, you know, the, mess exactly. of the ball it worries me because we just yeah. leave people open. Defend the three, rebound, keep them on the free throw line. Recipe for victory. It's winning um, every
1: Tiger game ever.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not even just Tigers. I mean, that would really be a lot of basketball teams. All right, looking at where we currently stand, we've talked about it a little bit, but uh resume wise, so we're 58th today in the net. Uh that will obviously change after tomorrow or tonight's uh game. We are currently 35th in kinpom So which I think is more accurate. Obviously, I think the net has some uh needs a little bit more data behind it to kind of get rounded out, but uh that feels about right. Um, from a bracketology perspective, man, we have... Right before Tulane, we were sitting around <laughs> at six seed. Yeah, how the mighty have fallen. And today, on Tuesday, January the 10th at 9.35 p.m., we are currently, with Lenardi, one of the last four in. We are playing... Oklahoma as an eleven seed in the play-in game, and with our boy Jerry Palm, not even not even in it, not even in the big dance as of today. I will say, if if that were the
1: case, um, who is this? Who are we looking at here? This is Lenardi. Lenardi has us in the play-in game, as you mentioned, and I, we'd be playing Ohio State. I don't. I don't think I hate that. Did he change it?
0: Uh, There's no way
1: it's Ohio State. It's Oklahoma. What's what I'm looking at now? No, Either. I'm saying no, no, no. If you win, once you win the playing game, you'd be oh, playing the six uh, seed, okay, who's Ohio gotcha, State. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. I'm okay gotcha. with that. And then Arkansas, Indiana State. Like, oh, I'll take that.
0: I just yeah, don't I think that's. An I nice don't upset. know that. I guess maybe you get a game in, if you win the playing game. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's a nice
1: little setup, but. It's okay. I would take that. I think there's a better C-9. I think I'd rather be the 10, but. so I don't have to
0: do. Yeah, probably. I don't want the playing game. That's just another game. So, another opportunity to lose. I don't know. There's been teams that have played that playing game and made a run. Sure, sure, sure. I'm just taking away. Yeah. That possibility. Maybe we could be the first of to win seven in, say tournament games to win the title. Go play in-game all the way to the title game. How many of those traffics did you have before we started recording? That would be cool. Um, Hey, Auburn's beating Ole Miss by 12 right now. That's good. Is it? I don't know. I guess. You want Auburn <laughs> to be good. That's your win. That's your big win. That's your best win, fine. So yeah. Ole Miss can be middle of the pack. You take Auburn. Let's go, Tiggs. All right. Needless to say, big week. Need to beat UCF, quad one, boots the resume. We'll take, we beat them on the road in Orlando. We probably jumped 20 ish spots, 15 in the net, right back on track. You got two good quality wins and then obviously two chances with Houston left. Um, All right. Anything else basketball wise? We have had some, uh, some football news. I mean, we closed out football Sheesh. last week, but uh, the news has been rolling in. Um, coaching first, three changes. I think we mentioned them last week, but we didn't have hires for all of them. Uh, Larry Smith, UAB wide receiver coach, seven years been hired, brought in. I think we touched on that last week. Um, but special teams, Uh uh, hired Chris white out of Buffalo I mean I don't how do you how do you really if you're not Pete limbo I don't think it matters right I mean yeah. a lot of it's your kickers the complaint with us this year was coverage and was coverage, yeah kickoffs that couldn't get to the end zone or just kicking out of bounds um from a return perspective we were one of the best in the country led the American in return yards your kickers were good. I mean, obviously, I think, shout out to Chris Howard, love him to death. He's a great kicker. But I think you want somebody with a little bigger leg, so hopefully we we get that. Um, Joe Doyle, Doyle rules, great kicker. So obviously, a lot of it comes down to your kicking, but um, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. It's kind of tough to tell. I feel like Buffalo's kind of, we looked at it, they've been a little bit kind of middle of the road, special teams wise. So I think it really just depends on Like you said, the kickers you got, if you got a really good electric return, man, that obviously helps. You know, you got a TP back there that hits the hole hard and can take one back to the house. Obviously, your special teams are going to be good. And then it's just like coverage, like we talked about. So if we can do a little bit better on punt return coverage and kickoff return coverage, I think we'll be fine.
1: Yeah. And I actually asked this in an interview, like, do you guys balance all this stuff off each other because Bankins don't say obviously it. was, if you, I'm if not going to say, say it, I'm enough. ending
0: the podcast. But
1: H- Hankins, it sounds weird. Hankins and Bankins and uh Barnes have all been special teams coordinator at some point. We can either run in double fence. duty. Don't,
0: if you guys are, li- if the staff is listening, don't ever say we fence again. Please. I think we fence is dead. Thank gosh. Good. But uh, we fence you know, left the building.
1: I, I question why they didn't get away from just go away from Bankin's theories because they obviously weren't working. Like, I know it's the guy's one job. Like, kickers and punters are kind of, I don't want to say like autonomous, but you know, they kind of are autonomous, right? I've always
0: been, I've always been a big believer in having your best players on the field at all times. Sure and i'm will ju- just say this looking at our kickoff coverage team it was not guys that are playing meaningful minutes no and it's like i i kind of get it from like an injury risk perspective but at the same time when you're giving off kickoff returns and punt returns that literally change the game like just put your best guys out your best tacklers your best coverage dudes out there like yeah anthony didn't didn't play defensively, but he was fast. He was a hard-nosed football player, and he was on kickoff coverage. Like I can remember, I think until obviously he had some shoulder issues, but like I can yeah. specifically remember him being on kickoff coverage. Like just put your best guys on the field, your best eleven, no matter what, always on the field. Yeah, it was mostly reserve linebackers. This and ain't like- the NFL. I don't like special teams only. I get it to work guys in, but like, give me your best 11 dudes every play
1: yeah i would say most of the guys who played special teams for us last year are actually in the portal right now so i think we're good there i don't think we'll have to rely on them anymore
0: well we will see um all that to say tough to tell really we'll see next year yeah. i guess it's going to d- depend on how the uh how the kicking goes and you can get electric return, man. I think with Eddie back, you're probably getting him with punts. But, hey, he took one back to the house this year, so you never know. Um, hey, Davion Ross. Put some respect on Davion Ross. On hey, the for a, from a kickoff, you're right. He had a couple, what, 30-yard returns? Mm-hmm. Um, And then offensive line hired Jeff Myers, who's been at <clears throat> Iowa State for the last several years. Um, P5 guy. You know, that excites a lot of people. But they were not good this year. So you wonder how much of that is – did he get pushed out or he just need a, a new start somewhere?
1: Yeah, I think if you look at the stats, they have not been great since he's been there. Uh, 2018, 111th nationally. Uh, 2019, 102. Then you do get some some excitement here at 38 nationally. Yeah, but that was
0: COVID and they played what, eight football games. Well, they also had one of the best running backs in college. That too. Well, they did. Hey, they, they led the big 12 in, uh, sacks allowed that year. Yeah. So I mean, they they also had like 10 fewer sacks than we gave up this year too, even though they were not very good. I will say that
1: if you're looking for a bright spot with him, his, his teams have been decent, at pass protection but i think it's just because they run it so much yeah that the the drop off and pass attempts are kind of down not to say it's gonna i don't want anyone to think it's gonna be a bad hire i literally have no clue right i think that if you're being honest with yourself this is ryan's hire where he's like who can i hire to save my ass to an extent
0: you know well you also wonder Um, how much of it is like do they align more Principle-wise, sure. I guess, and teaching-wise because we've heard some things that maybe yeah. Bridge and Silverfield weren't exactly aligned on some things and that yeah. kind of may have played into the in the issue. But I will say this. It is, to me, a little bit concerning that the run game for us has been the big, hey, we need to fix this. And then you kind of just mentioned that they, they've struggled with uh, their pass protection has been better. They've kind of struggled the last year or so with the run their run game. What they average, they only average like a hundred and you said um, it earlier. Well, last year they averaged 108
1: rushing yards per game, which is 116 nationally. I'm not going to lie. Like I know the Iowa state depth chart, like I don't know how many starters they were down or anything like that. But when you see 108 rushing yards per game, that is awful. Yeah, that's like, we awful. were at what, that's, like
0: 149 or something?
1: Yeah, more than that. I mean, Mississippi State who throws it a thousand times a game was in, it's like, what are we talking about? Yeah, that's
0: that is bad. No. But uh we'll see. Hey, they'll get it fixed. They've added they've added a ton of size, a ton of depth to the offensive line. They're trying to figure it out. So uh let's let's hope they get it they get it figured out. Definitely. Um, all right. From a coaching perspective, we've hit the portal. We are still hitting the portal. We've had four, I think, joined since uh, our last episode. So Jalen Joyner, yeah. the Jalen bros, Jalen Joyner and Jalen Johnson Joyner uh, from FAU. He was, he's an edge mm-hmm. rusher. Uh You got Johnson, Jalen Johnson, who played safety at the Ohio state. So a little, mm-hmm. uh little Matt Barnes connection there. Um, me and Blair, Arkansas safety. So, what we are with the two of them and Joel Williams, we are loading up on P five safety. Why do we need so many safeties? Uh, Blair seems Simeon. a little bit like a uh, Quindell immediate replacement. That's a dude that's played a lot of snaps for Arkansas. I think he was even he was team captain this year, uh, for the the Hogs, but. um Walked on as a as a quarterback and then made the move it's over to the defensive secondary. So he's played a lot of snaps uh, for Arkansas the last couple of years. So he'll be a fifth year, one year of eligibility, older guy, was a captain for an SEC team. So that sounds at least right there that that's a, that's kind of a, a good, a good add. I think what you'll see
1: is uh, I think we were kind of privileged to have Tyler Murray, as that outside linebacker safety hybrid. Yeah. Um, I think we'll see him kind of switch whoever, you know, replaces Tyler for the most part. We'll see them kind of switch off and you'll kind of get some more strong an extra strong safety kind of thrown in. If it's Blair Johnson, um, 41,
0: what's his name? Skip Joel Williams.
1: Williams. Thank you. Um, You'll have one of them kind of rotate in.
0: I, I think who, that's probably who played. It. I felt like started getting more and more meaningful oh, snaps yeah. later. I mean, obviously, definitely. you add a guide mid year, it's going to be tough to kind of work him in. But, you know, second half of the year, I felt like he was getting, you know, Quindell or whoever went out for uh, whatever reason, Hastings, anybody went out and he, Hastings, he was yeah. in there. They definitely um,
1: favored him over Hastings.
0: Yeah. I will say this I looked up something and this is not, hey, I don't know. I have not watched a whole lot of Simeon Blair. EFF does not like the kid. Pro Football Focus, I will tell you that. According to them, he allowed seven touchdown passes while in coverage. He posted a 51.2 overall grade defensively and allowed more touchdowns than any other SEC player this season. (laughs) And his Pro Football Focus grade ranks 368th out of 379 players that played 700 defensive snaps this season. Mm. Don't like that a whole mm. lot, mm. but I will say this: he was on the field for the most defensive snaps uh, on that entire Arkansas football team. He was on the field for ninety-six percent of their defensive snaps. So, the Arkansas staff liked him. And I and I'm curious. You don't just how put a those... kid out there that's, you know, that could be like we talked about earlier. I think you were about to mention it. Is are some of those touchdowns him getting left on an island because? A DB got beat or whatever he's trying to, you know, get over there and make a play. But they obviously saw something. You got somebody on the field that's a captain and you got him on the field for 96% of the defensive snaps. Like you see you see something in him. Yeah. How many times was he left on an island? Or
1: how many times were those against SEC talent that he's not simply gonna face while he's here? Like he's uh, Alabama won forty nine to twenty six. How many of those came from Alabama? Like you are not facing yeah. anyone with Alabama talent, or uh, I guess Mississippi State, you will. Um, but State beat Arkansas forty to seventeen. You can't tell me that one of those at least wasn't against him there. I mean, I, I don't know. I am not going to hang that over him until he gets here and the game kind of slows down because I, I just think a fair statement would be the game is a little bit slower in the American versus uh, the SEC and things like that. So. I think we can see some. Are you
0: saying there. the American doesn't stack up to the SEC football lines? Oh, uh, slightly. Slightly. Sure. Yeah. Speaking of we'll which, how down. about that title game last night? woof. woof. We gonna do, it, dude? That's a bus all. They were we gonna lost, do six, that to we lost six football games this year. Not even by a combined fifty-eight points.
1: I don't think it mattered who you put in that game. Maybe Ohio State. I, it would be my only
0: argument, especially with people picking Georgia to be seven and five at the beginning of the season. You know what I mean? Who What that? a joke! I need to find the quote.
1: I need to go back and look all that. I think what John joke. said it. That uh, John traveled by John. Who might know? Travel by John. Follow travel oh, by wait. John. Um, um it's like who said
0: that? Like who said that they're going to finish seven and five? Nobody said them. they. Nobody they said, said that. Them. Kirby Smart typed up a fake article, Uh, and then we had one more. Jack Greer, Ole Miss offensive lineman, Mm -hmm. local kid, went to Houston. So uh, hey, add them, adding more depth and size to the uh, to the offensive line. So they're really making that a a point of emphasis this offseason, trying to really get that fixed. So that's good to see. Um, I will say this. Oh, hey, we're missing uh Busey, whatever. Wide receivers. Oh, Marcelo Busi. Yeah,
1: not really a transfer, more of a signing. But yeah, yeah but he's another a super fast another receiver.
0: ad since the last time we've uh, we've talked. But I will say this: another undersized wide receiver. He's what five eleven, right? Yeah. TJ on a good day, on a good day. Do you can we staff Larry Smith? If you're listening, we know that you are. We got Rock Taylor and my guy Joe Skates who needs some rec specs. The only two receivers on the roster that are over six feet tall. You, oh, wanna, you wanna know uh, how many guys foot, yeah. Yeah, are under six feet. And if they're listed at six feet, I'm counting them as under six feet. Cause yeah. we all know that rosters lie about height. So you wanna you wanna just take a wild guess as to how many of our receivers are under six feet? Uh six. No six. Isn't that not right? Ten. Mm. Ten of twelve are under six feet tall. Well, now eleven, 11 if you count because he's not uh UC's not on here. So eleven receivers of thirteen are under six feet tall. That and I'm counting yeah. there are several listed as six feet. I'm counting them under because you give them an inch or two.
1: I don't know. I think Dustin Thomas is actually probably
0: he he's may listed. I would. I'd have called him. I over, know, but he's listed right at six feet, so he's getting the. He looks. I'm than rounding that. down today. Kobe Drake plays like he's six four, so he's over to me. Shout out to Kobe, big Kobe guys here on the pod. Uh, let me this ask you this. something. Drake I just randomly asked. thought about. You think maybe they throw and change Arrington McRae over to a wide receiver? What's he? He's like six two, two thirty, right? Something like that. I don't
1: think he's six two, but. He, he's Sean Dykes to me. Like, I think they are so similar. They're very
0: undersized for the tight yeah. end position. Like, you're not, you not that's actually what I asked. tell them. I didn't know if that was something we, you know, maybe they, they, switched. that's something, just something to keep an eye on the spring.
1: No, I think you, you'd probably use his side, like his speed and his agility is a mismatch against a linebacker more than likely. So just keep him at tight end. But, you know, now that you maybe made me, you made me think about it now on the forum just something about bluffcitymedia.co i talked about a position change a hypothetical position change that is Mm. we're stacking up on this defensive line i don't know about that though he i know i I think it's far-fetched productive
0: we'll see you did blow my mind because i forgot about that if you if you guys hadn't seen it TJ was alluding to the possibility of uh Kermonte Hamilton float he want he was tight end, wants to be a tight end as far as we know. Yeah. So somebody that you know keeping hey, maybe he goes two way, maybe he plays both sides.
1: Do a he little jersey good
0: switch. Uh he shouldn't he doesn't have to. What number is he? 10? 12. Oh, you're right. Twelve. Twelve. He didn't have to. That's right. Um, all right. I'll have to think say about it. still still need some wide receivers, I feel like. That's just definitely. You got Rock, Joe, and Eddie, who hasn't formally announced, but he's listed as a fifth year right now. Um, he'll be back. I We just we got it. Let's hit. Let's get some money in the portal.
1: I would be shocked if they do not sign at least one more wide
0: receiver from the portal. I mean, I think you you have to at this point,
1: just from like a numbers perspective.
0: <laughs> no, just from like a. You don't have anybody else. You have no one to throw the football to. It's not true. I mean, I think
1: you definitely know going into it. Skates, Rock Taylor, and um, I'm talking. Jamar. about Proven. Give me somebody in here. What? Why? Why do you need that? Calvin wasn't proved. He wasn't proved. Watch at one this point? last
0: year at one point. But that's what we're talking Whatever. about, is it not? No, you, no I want one, somebody just somebody in here proven now. Why? Why does that matter? Because it's just it gives you a little bit of comfort and security. Right Why now we're going into here We just have the confidence. A bunch of we got eleven guys under six feet tall.
1: What does, the does that matter? We've done the
0: football too. Look, you can say, what "Give you me some want. size.
1: Give me some jump ball guys." We had jump ball guy, and you know what? He never did. Give me a, a Carlos freaking Cotton. That's yeah. Give me that 6'8 six, eight.
0: Six, eight king.
1: You kidding me? I'll take that um, though.
0: All right. Anything else with uh, current football? Because there's one other thing we got to touch on real quick. Um no, I think we touched on everything. All right. <laughs> D Will, D'Angelo. Yeah. I was curious if you were mentioned. Class that. of 2023 Hall of Fame, College Football Hall of Fame inductee. Greatest tiger ever so far. Up there. Yeah. Up there with you I throw would, Brady, be, you throw Brady out there. No. Okay. Wow. You're going to have the old heads you're a big come Brady at us. Guy.
1: I wow. am. I, I think Brady was really good, but I, I think that you're – what right. we get into the situation of is forgetting like a Bramlett, Greenhill, like the old guys from back in the day. We don't – you know, we didn't watch them play. Yeah, that,
0: I mean, that's um, tough for me to – Curtis
1: Steele. Put some respect on Curtis Steele's name. Shout out, Curtis Steele.
0: Joe um, Dillon. Joe Dunn. <laughs>
1: All right, now it's getting weird.
0: Yeah, yeah I know, but uh, shout-out to, to D-Will. Um was it, 2005 first-team All-American? Uh, I saw this earlier. 34 – this is a record, NCAA record, 34 100-plus-yard rushing games. Gosh, so I would miss that. have missed we, that. We've probably almost <clears> gone 34 <throat> games without a 100-yard rusher at this point. <laughs>
1: That's How good would this
0: team have been with D'Angelo on it? Real good. If you could add one ex Memphis Tiger football player to this team, who would it be? Um Anthony Miller? That's what I was gonna I uh, see. I would say now I was gonna say Anthony. So much freaking heart, passion, local kid. We just talked about we need a proven wide receiver. D'Angelo would change his team too. Let's go one offensive and defense. You said Anthony. What about defensively? Um, it's tough because I think
1: my initial answer was Bryce Huff, but I think that Jalen had a good enough year that I don't. I wouldn't replace him. He with is Bryce. coming back.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying.
1: No, no, no. I'm saying like I, I see what you're I, saying. I, I see. I, yeah. Bryce was a monster,
0: but I'm not trying to replace Jalen with that. So I'm trying to find. Um I mean, this ain't going back very far, but I'm feeling like Jannard Avery. That's a good, good one. I don't think that linebacker was the issue. You so. did I just but that him and Bryce Huff, they were like I mean, they were getting the quarterback. They're just anchors to those defenses. You know what I mean? Um I'm gonna say Austin Hall.
1: But I'm gonna have him playing like actually, actually having him play safety. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that wow was not it, that is just not an. I mean, that totally caught me off. I did not know you were a big Austin Hall guy. I'm not.
1: I think. Well, I mean I, whatever. Austin Hall was really good, but I want him actually playing safety and
0: not playing like
1: that. You know, God, you know, actually Murray, that makes me
0: think of and you. You posted his tweet because he was at the bowl game. Freaking Jackson Dillon. I want to crush a bush light in honor of Jackson. What's Swamp Donkey doing these should days? I go get a, should I go get a bush light right now and crush it on air?
1: If you have one handy, I'm not going to be opposed to it. I'm going to get it. I don't know. This podcast has gone off the rails, folks. But Welcome back to the solo pod of TJ. It's called TJ Talks, and it's where I just talked to Trey's Blink Screen What's up with that donut stamp in the top right corner of that window? You guys can't see it. It's right there. Um, I don't really know what's going on there. I've got questions. It looks like a donut has been smashed up against that window. I need tweet me when you see that. I need someone to let me know what they think that mark is. There it is, folks. We have both chugged a beer on the show for no reason.
0: Oh, that was for Jackson.
1: You're going to feel that.
0: I can't believe I, I really had a bush light in the fridge.
1: Mm-hmm. That's actually for Jeff Myers, too. That's a bush light, I think. Is your Iowa State. Actual, they sold yeah, out the Iowa whole State city. <laughs> I was thinking it was Keystone for some reason, but it, it was it bush Bush, light. baby.
0: I should not be that tired from doing that.
1: Hey, what's up with this donut-looking stamp in your window? Look over your left shoulder.
0: Oh, that thing.
1: Yeah, what's going on with the donut stamp?
0: There's one on that side too.
1: All right, it's getting weird now. It's uh, we had one
0: one of those cat hammock things. Oh, okay, that makes sense.
1: I legitimately thought it was a donut. Like someone just went.
0: Yeah. No. Um. All right. Shout out to D. Well. All right, TJ. Getting weird. On to the beer. Now that I've just hammered out a bush light, I don't even remember what this
1: traffic was like. It's good. It's multi again. Like, why why do I keep losing on the multi-battle?
0: I don't know. I mean, you drink enough of these, I feel like you should know that that's coming. I should. I mean, it was good. I I like like this can. This can gives me a... uh... I don't know where, like almost a comic booky vibe, you know what I mean? Definitely, definitely, definitely. I think that's like what they're, they're So they're sitting though. at a, this is the steering wheel hands-on. Yeah, this rear mirror's got a, it looks like the eyes of a, a female. This side, the crisp side is a male. What a good, busy can, a lot of stuff on here.
1: Um. It, It is a busy can. I think that actually pushes me away from it because it's not like busy in a way that I understand. There's actually so much going on here that I want to write it.
0: Yeah. It's kind of hard to like, just from a straight up, this is just on view, like straight on. It's not great. I mean, I like that, like that font. If we could get a tiger's helmet sticker just in that font, it'd probably look pretty good. I think Johnny Memphis actually put one up the other day. You're right. Go follow Johnny Memphis. Look at his uh, helmet concepts are good. Um, yeah, it is a little bit busy and it's a little too, bit busy can I mean, it's a good can though. Creative. It's traffic. They're driving a car. Um, they put in the thought there. I'm gonna go like six,
1: seven on the can. Okay. That's much higher than me. I'm going to go like a five five on the can. I don't don't love the can.
0: You don't like it at all.
1: No, is I don't really understand it. If we're being real, speaking
0: honest. of this Auburn game is still on. You know who is you probably love have haven't on this, your team, but is just extremely annoying to watch. Who? Wendell Green Jr. Look at that. I mean, the kid's a spaz. I I like the spaz. Anyway, sorry. Um. All right. Beer wise, IPA six point two by volume. This one doesn't I have near as much uh, malt finish, though. I definitely like the beer more than the can, but not like this is good. I mean that you could definitely have a couple. Of, this is this is an after soccer. This is the kind of beer we have after soccer on Tuesdays. Um, oh, I'm I'm going
1: seven four on the beer. I like it. I was I gonna go seven seven.
0: I like it. Seven seven on the beer. Nice. It's
1: not bad. So six seven on the can and seven seven on the beer. Yeah. Um, five and a half five point five and seven
0: point four. So good brew. Probably the biggest difference there. Shouts to uh crosstown.
1: Yeah, we like crosstown. They're good. All right, Teach, final thoughts. Uh this can. It's got too much going on. And uh we need to rebound.
0: You know, too much going on. Not enough rebounded. You heard it here first tj this is trey come with a cold brew stay for that takes peace if you enjoyed this episode of tigers untapped please leave a like and a comment wherever you download your podcasts head over to bluffcitynil.com for comprehensive coverage of memphis tiger athletics we will see you back here next week